Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Y-Smith. Now, as you are continuing to build a personal and stronger relationship with him, please keep the faith and the joy and worship in your hearts for Jesus. Let's not just allow a day or a week or even a month be the only significance of Jesus in recognizing him and who he is. Let's continue to have the giving and the serving and the worshiping and the love that we have been pouring out now to always be the front and center in our lives each and every day. Now today, I'm going to actually pick back up to where I left off. Now, I had started talking about the root of prejudice that had been formed as the second root that comes from the seed of pride. Now, as you may remember, the root of arrogance was the first root that was formed, and the root of prejudice continued to be formed because you chose to listen to the enemy instead of listening to God. Now, I had started talking about the two different types of prejudices, which were the direct and indirect racial prejudices. I had started talking about direct racial prejudices and sometimes how people may not be aware that the things that they say or do can show a sense of prejudice. There are even times that it can operate at a subconscious level. Now, I'm going to share a few examples where it can be displayed. And there are actually several others listed in the book on pages 336 and 337, if you're actually following along in the book. So the first one, your child comes home and discusses an incident that took place at school. After the child reveals to you the whole incident, your first words are, what color was the person who did this to you? And then a second one, you are standing in line at the grocery store and the cashier is very friendly to the three people in front of you who all happen to be of the same race that the cashier is. And they also seem to be strangers to the cashier based on the types of conversations that are existing. Now, when it is your turn to be waited on, the cashier doesn't speak, talk, or say anything to you. Even when you initiate the conversation to say hello, the cashier completely ignores you and you begin to wonder if it is because you are of a different race. Do you address it with them? Do you go and report it to the manager? Or do you just walk away as if it is nothing? And then another example that I'm going to share with direct racial prejudices is you teach in a classroom of students that are predominantly of one race, but you do have one to two students of a different race. You really haven't had much experience with the other races because most of your upbringing 
and your social and even relational skills never involved any other races except the one that you are familiar with. A situation arises in the classroom which involves one child whose race you are familiar with and then another child whose race that you are not familiar with. A few students of the race that you are familiar with said that the person whose race you are familiar with didn't do it, mainly because they didn't like the student from the other race. Now, of course, the student of the familiar race agreed with them as well. Now, the child whose race you are not familiar with said that they didn't do anything as well, and it was the other child. Now, as a teacher, are you quick to rush to judgment that it was the child whose race that you are not familiar with that did wrong, or do you really try to get to the facts of what really happened? Do the additional voices sway your case in one direction, or do they not have an impact in your case? Now, as you can see from these scenarios, each situation allows you to feel the tone from it, and you see that race is involved and a prejudice has been formed. Whether there are deep-rooted feelings inside of you, or you were raised a certain way, or you have maybe been wronged in the past, or even if you just feel that some of your feelings are mild in nature. If at any time you condone it, you allow the enemy to build up on it, and it can grow deeper inside of you as more situations come your way. If not dealt with, you can begin to plant prejudice seeds into your children or maybe even children that you are connected to based on a comment or a viewpoint or maybe even a choice that you make. If you are not trying to teach children to be prejudiced, be cautious of how you express yourself or even address situations around children. They are always looking and observing and learning from you. Now, the enemy will always keep trying to build upon this destructive root because of the division that it causes. When it does, you have to try to get a handle on it before it gets way out of hand. Ask yourself, by allowing this division to form, will it help validate your case? Will it help your cause to get justice for the wrong that was done to you? Will it give you the power that you seek after? When the enemy is trying to strengthen this root, you have to find a way to bridge the gap instead of allowing the separation and division to spread wider and wider. By communicating and finding a way to reach common ground and learning how to understand each other, you will be able to find ways to build relationships, which is what God would want. Remember, everything should be done in love. Now, Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, 
Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And again, that's Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. This scripture basically says it all, and it should be embraced the next time the enemy is trying to plant the root of prejudice in you. So now, let's go ahead and look at indirect racial prejudices. Now, indirect racial prejudices exist when prejudice is implemented without direct public knowledge, and there are subtle approaches to it. Now, within this concept, a plan of prejudice is created to show superiority of one race while treating other races unfairly without being caught in the process. The reason for the discretion is because not everyone wants to be held accountable for their actions of discrimination. Although they may not support the civil laws that are established in today's society, they are also not willing to go to jail for their beliefs, nor do they want to be publicly perceived as a prejudiced person or maybe even a racist. Now, some of the common ones are when you look at different ethnic groups denied or maybe not even approved for housing or the lack of career progressions in senior leadership roles or maybe even the lack of medical coverage or medical resources in certain communities or the lack of school resources in ethnic communities. And of course, as you know, just the list can go on and on and on. These situations, unfortunately, still exist. Now, some people would say that everyone has the right to work hard, but not everyone is given the chance or the opportunity to take those first steps needed. Some people may say that it doesn't exist. And I would suggest that you talk to various different people of other races, and not just one person, but really a variety of different people to see how their experiences are. Sometimes, if you don't associate with other people, then you would never know a person's experiences. And so that's why you have to just make sure that if you're really wanting to understand different situations that are taking place, you have to talk to various other people of different ethnic groups. So now let's go ahead and look at some scenarios with indirect racial prejudices. And so a group of your friends ask you to go to lunch with them and you are all of one particular race. As you enter into the restaurant, there are several different ethnic groups in the restaurant. After scanning the environment, you suggest to your group of friends that perhaps you should all eat somewhere else. Although you know that the food is excellent, you don't want to eat around the other ethnic groups because of your own judgments of them. Of course, you make up a different excuse and say that it is too crowded in the restaurant, even though there is still plenty of seating available. Next, you are at a corporate meeting and are asked to participate in all of the extracurricular activities that are sponsored by your company. 
You seem fine with all of the activities except one because that particular event is more specific to an ethnic culture. Instead of stepping out of your box to try new things, you immediately make up an excuse to leave the activity because you feel that participating in that cultural event is beneath you. And then lastly, you're driving and all of a sudden, a person from a different race cuts you off and yells at you with derogatory remarks. Within your frustrations and anger, do you conclude that some people are just crazy or does the color of their skin cause you to be outraged? Now, as you can see in these scenarios, it becomes important for you to put your views and feelings and differences to the side in order to do what is best for the greater good for everyone in order to build relationships and to bridge the gap that exists among cultural groups. Whether it is direct or indirect racial prejudices, somehow a choice has to be made to not allow the enemy to get the best of you to where you operate in his trickery and deception. He will try with intensity to keep relationships broken or even non-existent, so please don't allow him to use race or skin color as the fertilizer for destruction or destructive development. And I see I'm going to have to come back tomorrow. So please come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email destruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at destruction.com. That's destruction.com.